0: Welcome to the in between. What should we call this? The Jelly and Jam episode of Born in Trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. I'm your host, John Perfect. X. The Jelly and the Jam. It's not quite season two. It's not quite season three. Next week is the um, opening season three episode. But, you know, we're so used to being here. My man, Grant, Mr. Lancaster. Big round of applause for Mr. Lancaster. Yeah,
1: Yes sir how you feel
0: very good, very good. figure we'd just chop it up anyway and get into just like one or two things we're gonna do sort of like born and try, not the whole trouble, just born and tr <laughs> cut it short See, all, right, all right. that's why you're my friend, Grant. You always get my corny jokes forever. you get
1: the cord i mean look i've been I've
0: been dealing with them for. How long? Many, many years Ever Many, many Since years ever. Many, many years <laughs> Yeah It works It works though You know You can make them laugh You can make them do pretty yeah, much man. anything okay. man. You know You know We are who we are Exactly We are who we are Exactly Yeah, yeah man So we missed you last week But there's with so, so much So much stuff going on this week I just want to Say something Before we uh, Take the entire week off so many, mm-hmm. cra- so many crazy things. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You go ahead and start, crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy things bring selective outrage. Oh, selective <laughs> outrage. So, yeah. Uh huh. That's a beautiful term Yeah. I like it.
0: Well, you know what? I, of course, we yeah, watched that. I, I, I watched it today. Believe it or not, I was watching it in between okay. work. So I was catching half an hour in a phone call, half an hour phone call. And then I got to okay. the end of it and I was like, oof.
1: Mm-hmm. Oof.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me what's thought.
1: Tell me what's thought.
0: Well, one thing I thought about it was that it's kind of like, it's very reminiscent of what we talk about on this show a lot. Even the selective outreach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, did you catch that? Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of the themes in... His stand up were basically themes that we've spoken about in depth, you know, about different topics, about how people are very selective about what they're angry about and how what usually is what what pisses you off Mm -hmm. is what happens to you. That's kind of where we start. Right. But that's not a popular. It's not popular with the whole with the like you say, the 85s. You know, because the eighty fives don't want to hear that.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't want to
0: hear that they're not special. They want to hear that that shit is directly as a result of him. But I thought it was—I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a brilliant piece of work on his part. Probably the best stand-up I've ever seen Chris Rock give in his career, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I thought—I thought it was good. I thought it was good. He was highly entertaining. Um, so I'm going to tell you what it what it felt like for me. It felt like he was addressing the Will Smith piece for 50 minutes before he actually addressed the Will Smith piece. Oof. You see what I'm saying? Like everything was, it, it seemed like everything he said was kind of, Related to the Will Smith piece. It, you know, kind of in, in a roundabout manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so so for instance, when he when he was talking about um if his dad was a transvestite. So I had read somewhere where when the slap first happened that uh Chris Rock's brothers was like, yo, and especially Tony Rock, who's the the other comedian dude. Right. Tony Rock was like, yo. I wish I wish that motherfucker would. We need to go beat his ass kind of shit, right? So even when he was talking about his dad being a transvestite, I think that was him alluding to when he started talking about his older brother who's the truck driver or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was just kind of a, you know, this dude is on my side. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so if you if you come with some static... You know what I'm saying? Like it just, yeah, if it just if seemed, he, seemed like everything. It's, you know the, the, it was right, so, it, it was it was sort of like kids,
0: you know what I'm saying like this kind. Of, it it was sort of like when he said at the end, like I fucks with Will Smith my entire life. It's like he's even giving him a warning, right. like yo I fucks with you, but my brother's a truck driver and he may not fuck with you. So, right, and that's right. the way it's supposed to be hmm. with siblings and. People yeah. that actually look for you and actually want to catch your back and everything. And you're right. He mm-hmm. br- he broke it down. It was all about family. Yeah. And it was all about home training. If you really right. want to break it down, it was really about home right. training. Right. And he kind of questioned Will.
1: Um, yeah, exactly.
0: Because they are, because they do put yeah. themselves I mean, out even, there. Even the sh- mm-hmm. Because even the shit about his kids. You
1: know what I'm saying? When he's talking about his kids. I mean, we are, everybody knows Will Smith's kids. I mean, and they're successful. I'm not I'm not, you know, knocking them or anything. They're they're successful in their in their what they're doing. But Chris was like, look, my daughter's in fucking culinary school in Paris. You know what I'm saying? Like she she straight A's, you know, she started out biting motherfuckers, right. which was funny as hell. Right. But uh, you know, now her now her and my mother who and then that whole story about his mom where she had to go to the vet to get her teeth pulled. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now my mom's is having lunch at in Paris with my daughter who's in culinary school. You know what I'm saying? So I so I like I said, I just felt like it, it was all kinda around, you know, the family, the Will Smith. It just all kinda related back to that final ten minutes. And that final ten minutes <laughs> was mm. was fire for me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I I know he been waiting. Yeah, you know I know he been waiting.
0: You yeah, know, big big respect. And he
1: said, and he said exactly the thing. Oh yes, sir. Yeah. He said exactly the things that we've been saying. You yeah. Know what I'm saying that that he took it like a G, which is what we said. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I still I still don't don't think that he thought what happened was what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like he probably when Will Smith is coming up on the stage, he probably thought Will Smith was about to go into some jokey joke shit with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then here he come, and he slaps him. Right. But he like broke, I said, man, I I thought it was a, I thought it was a good special.
0: He was like, well, he was like basically telling Will, like, yo, you broke the code on many levels. And he right. was and he was like right. letting him know that this modern he kind of, like, pointed out the differences between the modern families. The thing I like about what he did was that he's not playing. Like, he's talking about his own um, weaknesses, his own problems. Um, he didn't say that he had a perfect relationship mm-hmm. with his ex. And, you know, his ex started at Howard the same year we started at Howard. She was there. I remember. Oh, our, really? Yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember one. Interaction late at night, expressly that was like it was a hilarious <laughs> one with the with the brothers and everything. One of my boys you know. and everything, because uh, he was. We ran into him. We ran into them at a at um at a fast food spot like down in Northwest, but it was like late at night and everything. But um I'm not even going to speak upon that. But what I am going to speak upon is that he he said that it's really funny though it's fucking it's like fucking hilarious. That's how you after the show what happened. It was like my man my man Drew from from the Ville from Amityville he just lost his mind. One of those stupid oh, yeah. stupid yeah you remember Drew yeah it was like one of those stupid uh-huh. stupid harmless things that happened back in the eighties and the nineties where. You know, you, your man is out of pocket, but he's not out of pocket like they would be now. They said he said what he right. said and everything. It was extremely stupid. Nobody got touched. Nobody got harmed. And, you know, and we were equally parts embarrassed and amused simultaneously. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's like it is what it is. Right. You know, it it, it was what it was. But, um, I like the fact that you know he mentioned the fact that listen, I'm divorced from my wife. I got issues with my wife, and if you're a if you're a father and you're a parent and you have you living in separate places from your spouse, you know, we were just talking about before with you, and of course, we talked about things that happened mm-hmm. with me when i was when my son was coming up, and you know you have differences of agreements and everything. you don't get up on red table on right. like the internet and tell everybody. All your business that's going on. That's not, that's, I don't care if it's modern, postmodern, way back when, whatever. That's not good parenting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I'm going to put it out here so that way I can embarrass Mm -hmm. my kids even more. My kids are already somewhat mortified, right? And everything, but I'm going to put it out there even more so that way they can, they can like experience it and feel it even, even more. Will Smith is a hell of an actor, but. You know, if he's talking about being a dad and all of us, uh, all of us fall short at certain times in those categories, as far as being a parent. So this is not to say that I've been a perfect parent and like or anyone out there has been a perfect parent, but we don't have his platform. And, you know, if we did have his platform, I don't think I would have used it that way. Chris Rock is dead on Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways with what he was saying and everything, and yo, she, it was like, ouch. That nigga just went, ouch. Yeah. Just straight gutting mm-hmm. him. He gutted him. Gutted him.
1: Yeah.
0: And the last yeah, like, part. I, I, I thought it was good, man. Yo, I mean, the last part about, like, I've been a proponent on it all the time. I say all the time, like, you know, cats, cats get on me. I, I've been on social media platforms and disagreements with people. And they've come at me like hard, and I won't go back at them as hard, or I go back at them in a different way. Sort of like a teacher, you got to come, a, you got to come with the with the kung fu with the words and everything, and get them to the point so that they understand. Mm-hmm. Like you're not a joke, I'm not a joke, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm not going to go at you and like you know entertain these white people. And that's what Chris Rock said. Right. You know, right. the last thing was that we don't mm-hmm. have a, we don't fight in front of them, and we didn't. Right, that was one thing that my parents always yeah, taught you me knew not to. You knew not to, and that's what I always say. Yeah, like you, you know, to. we 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 live in this world, and we try to like we want to emulate the money that some of these other groups have without changing our behavior to a certain extent. And part of that behavior is not talking bad about mm-hmm. one another. Okay, and the ones that are the right. ones that may have the most money in the black community, a lot of times uh, the black conservatives they spend a lot of their time getting that money by talking about other black people, and that's really where it begins. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no end to this once you start talking about one another. So I try not to say too many bad things. Unless it's about, like, you know, Uncle Timmy or something, because it's like, it's too easy. It's it's comedy. <laughs> right. You know. He's yeah, running for president. Nah, I,
1: look, I, like I said, whatever, man. Like I said, I, <laughs> I, I thought the brother was brilliant. Um, I, I thought, I'm, Chris Rocko am talking about i I thought Chris had a lot of, he had a lot of salient points, man. And, uh, you know, he brought the comedy with it too. You know, I, I because it was live. Um, you know, I could t- I could tell he was he seemed like he was anxious. Let me not say I could tell, but he seemed like he was a little anxious to get to the Will Smith part. Mm-hmm. But the way he set it up was to go around it first and then. Meet and then hit it in the at the end. So,
0: so good yeah, job. like I
1: said, I, I thought it was a good special, man. So good I was, job. I was uh, I was glad he did. I was glad he did, son.
0: Yeah, so, without doubt. So I mean,
1: he's one of he's a legend, man. He's a legend. Look no at that. You know, and you know, and and you know, it's like like Rob said, it's when you when you get out there, and you've been out there for a long time, and now he's rich and everything. I mean, this this was really like something that probably helped him yeah you know what i'm saying this whole scenario was probably something that helped therapy because it gave him some material that people could relate to yeah you know what i'm saying like you know talking about his daughters going to culinary school in paris ain't necessarily something that people can typically relate to i mean other than having children and wanting to see them be successful but oh. you know getting punched in the mouth
0: yeah you can relate to that oh yeah Oh, yeah. That's like something a lot of these cats don't... Uh-oh. They don't understand mm-hmm. that feeling right now because, like, you even look at John Morant. John Morant ran around and he signed a bill, multiple multiple hundreds of millions of dollars contract with Nike and everything, and now he wants to start showing off his guns on the Internet. It's just like, come on, nice. B. It's like if somebody would have punched John Morant in the mouth at the park... When he was a little kid, he would know better, but nobody could punch him because everybody's shooting, so you don't get that comeback. You don't understand mm-hmm. what that is. It's like that helps to okay. raise a generation of like you know, yeah. and I'm not saying that he's a punk, but that's punk like behavior. The whole shit is just ridiculous right well cl- being a being a clown
1: is is like what's in. You know what I'm saying? Like just, and I, maybe it ain't being a clown, but just kind of being a spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me hop out here and do some flagrant shit. You know what I'm saying? So that I can get my likes up or get my whatever's, you know what I'm saying? I mean. Chris Rock even said, talked you know, about that. He said, said it's attention do shit for love. Now we do shit for likes.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, he Chris Rock. He even carried that. He even carried said that too. He yeah, was like, no "Yo, question. it's like everybody. It's like, and then what do you, you know? What do we used to say all the time back in the day? If you can't, you know, any type of attention is good attention. Negative attention too is just like a child. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we we got a whole all these children. You know, this guy with this comic strip and everything. Though nobody didn't nobody know what the fuck uh, this dude. The Dude who uh, wrote Dilbert What he looked like Nobody cared about his Dilbert, fucking yeah. political Views and actually nobody Cared that he lived in an all white suburb You know what I'm saying Like seriously <laughs> right. it's like That's where you would think that the Guy who writes Dilbert lives In an all white suburb You know what I'm saying Dilbert is like You know it's <laughs> right. just like it's a vanilla cartoon <laughs> You know what I'm saying like, right. like what the fuck like we didn't need These revelations from this dude and it's all based upon, and I know you. It's partially your fault, Grant, because I know they called you for that survey and they asked you that question: Do you like white people? <laughs> and I know how you answered. Right, right. You know, and somebody sent me the results of that, and it was I love, like I love white people. It was like um, somewhat difficult. <laughs> it was like you don't even have you didn't even have to say you didn't like them. They like, it was like one of those most likely, not likely, somewhat, you know, four or five, like four or five. So they counted like threes and fours as also like, you know, and I got on a conversation with this dude who calls himself a liberal who does a radio news show. And he was like, so what do you think about this poll? You know, about white people, white people are in arms because like black people don't like them. I'm like, well, who did they poll? 1,000 black people? Are right. you sure that they were black people? Last that I saw on right. the polls during the elections, they were saying that polls are less and less reliable. Now all of a sudden this poll is gospel, and 1,000 people speaks for, you know, 12 billion, 12 million, and it's been agreed upon, we don't like white people. Right. Right. I should call this like well, little mini episode. Like I really don't like Whitey because you said yeah. so. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what my answer yeah. is. It's like it doesn't matter whether my whether I do or whether I don't. Yeah. Like what? And I, my whole thing with that thing was like this. I'm like, I'm like, Grant. I'm like, what is it? Who asked that question? Who who walks up to a black right. guy who who and who? says, "Do you like me?" Listen. Has anybody ever asked you that? I don't don't know.
1: Maybe maybe he was talking about uh, they asked black people if they liked his comic strip. Maybe that's, maybe he took that and it was like, oh, they don't like white folks because they don't like my comic strip because it's the whitest comic strip probably in the paper.
0: I think you have to, I don't think you can have melanin and be able to laugh at that comic strip because you just won't get it. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's something cultural about yeah. the melanin that that and Dilbert that you just don't mm-hmm. get it. You know, dude was yeah, just don't get it. Dude so. was seriously making a making a case that all black people hate white people. We all hate white people because they did a poll on tele on the telephone and you know everyone ble- know what that is, bro. That's them amping up. They're amping up for the next run. These people are starting to get—they're starting to get more like you know, uh, uh, angry again. Come out, there's more confrontations out there. Next interaction, we got to take the country back. Yeah, from who? Us. Yeah, from us exactly. You know, watching, watching. (laughs) Yeah, they got to take the country back from themselves. I swear, I love watching this show. But that's another thing that we've also said that I I specifically, I know I said that on the show, that we're actually watching an insurrection. Gene has definitely said it. You know, there are white people going to take over their own government. There are no black people. What do you think there's like, if you go two levels underneath the Congress, there's a whole bunch of black people underneath there with puppet strings, pulling everybody's strings, being served sandwiches by white women in bikinis. (laughs) <laughs> is that what they, they really believe is going yeah. on in the United States of America? It's just weird. Yeah. Look.
1: Who know who knows, man? People are just people are just amped up and ready to everybody's just wound up tight. This whole uh coronavirus shit got people so out of sorts, man. You you can't I mean what people say what people do at this point man i'm just I'm just talking chalking shit up to coronavirus that whole you know two years of isolation that people had um you know the effects of that are yet to be seen you know or yet to be determined what the what the actual effects of that shit are gonna be people were fucked up man, and I, I you know I think they they still they're gonna they gonna be fucked up and they' gonna they we're gonna continue to do outrageous shit because you know it's kind of just the thing to do you know what i'm saying i don't i don't lost my social graces because for two years I was just by myself, yeah so how to relate to people how to talk to people you know what i'm saying how to how to interact with people you know solving conflict you know all these things that that you know were once ingrained in us. We had a two-year period where people weren't doing any of that shit. Yeah. So now everything is just amplified to the, you know, to the third power. My have so
0: lost their minds. You about to
1: see a lot more crazy shit, to me. They've not yeah. lost their minds. So the way the way I look at it, you about to see a lot more crazy shit.
0: This thing in Atlanta with these mm-hmm. people um, going running into the running up and trying to blow up that camp where police officers were going. The pol- basically a police academy in Atlanta and it's like mm-hmm. all these people from yeah. all across the country it's not just lo- it's not local people it's people from all across the country who have this ideology against what they were doing over there down in Atlanta that have now been um, arrested what I thought was funny is that they slapped them with federal charges right away for basically insurrection they basically slapped them oh really okay. yeah they slapped them with federal charges. But, yeah, you know, domestic terrorism. Right. Domestic terrorism. We got to nip this shit in the book. Right. Yeah, the but they yeah. didn't do that at the Capitol, though. They didn't do it at the Capitol. They no. did it in at Atlanta. So that's what I, I found interesting. They didn't waste any time. They're like, yo, domes- oh, y'all motherfuckers? Domestic terrorism. Right. You know, these people in the mm-hmm. insurrection. Well, uh, that's the second punch, though. What's that? You know, what I'm saying, you know how
1: they say in the NBA, you know, you, the, it's the second punch that always gets caught, oh. and it's that's what that's what this is. This was the second punch. The insurrection was the first punch.
0: Well, I think that they really believe that that first punch is the type of punishment they're going to get across the board, no matter what, because they're amping up. They're really amping up the rhetoric. To me, when I heard that Dilbert thing. And I saw the people in the comments that were commenting on it. I just saw like a whole bunch of people that Mm -hmm. want black people to hate them. So that way they can feel justified in going out and doing what they already want to do. And that, a couple of things crossed my mind with that. You know, one thing was that gun control. You know, I'm not for open carry, I'm not for open carry because most people can't open carry responsibly. And I saw that on a, mm-hmm. on a couple of videos today and everything, but after seeing the results of what had happened, I'm thinking at the same time, don't go putting your guns away. Just because I, I'm not for open carry doesn't mean I'm I'm for slaughter of the lambs. So you know I don't suggest that any of you brothers right. and sisters or like not, you know just and brothers and sisters is a wide term for me. If you in the if you in the clip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't put them down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Load them up and keep them on the ready.
1: Yeah, I I just bought a new one, so
0: yeah, it's crazy because this is so, the way. This is the way. It's mm-hmm. this is the way that they're amping this stuff up to. You know, nobody, black people don't yeah. even. This guy, this guy, I was um, doing the radio thing with. I, I jumped in on his show. He cut me off because I was like, bro, I was like, how? I was like how arrogant do you have to be to really ask that question of a black person? Do you really like white people? And like, you know, why do you need to be liked? Why do you need that answer from like a group of people? Why do you need people to answer? Like, you know, what's the point of that answer? You're going to go to Italian. If you ask Italian people, do you like black people? And it came up with the same result. Would you be as shocked? Right. Greek people, or just like people who identify as white, that's the selective outrage part of it. That's the selective outrage part right. of it. Well, well, the the thing is, so it's
1: along the lines of, of getting rid of critical race theory. You know, right? So you're getting rid of you're getting rid of the critical race piece because it's hurting people's feelings. Right. So now once we kind of decide that we are done with critical race, now you just got to like us. You know what I'm saying? Like there should be no reason <laughs> for you to not like us. I'm saying us. And you're going to be clear quizz- You know, there, there should be no reason for you to not like white people as a whole.
0: And we're going to quiz you, you know more than saying?
1: Like that's that. And that's that's the thought. Right. Like why do, why, do, well, why do it matter? Why do it matter if black people don't like white people? Or white people don't like black people? Why, why do it matter? You know, you can be white and never have to deal with a black person if you don't want
0: to. Mm, That's the truth. Black people don't have that luxury. That's the truth. And what are you going to do with your black friends, your black conservative friends, the ones who like, you know, also root for Trump with you? And then also like, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of black people that that are, that basically that are black and everything. And they love white people. So what are you going to do with them? And you know that they love black people. You know they love black people because you, may mm-hmm. have, you don't have them in your homes, but you let them clean your yards. You know, things of that nature. You let them close right. to your homes, if not inside. <laughs> you know, you agree on the same things over Vienna sausages and shit. Right. But you don't invite them over for dinner. Right. Or maybe one of them, maybe one at right. a time, as long as they're cleared by whatever association you have to clear <laughs> them by. It's just so asinine. It's like, you wow. know, it's like I'm I'm going to do a poll tomorrow. I'm going to call people up and say, do you like Hispanics? And when people say no, I'm going to be like, okay, does that mean you're giving up frijoles? Are you not going to eat right. tacos now? If it comes Everybody down to Hispanics. me, if it comes up, if it comes down to me giving up my rice and beans and roast compoyo, And everything That I'm going to love those Hispanic people forever I don't even care that Puerto Ricans make it I like the rest of you too Just because I like it (laughs) (laughs) Hey
1: look You know you got to get it where you can get it bro Got to get it where you can get it (laughs) Got to get it where you can get it
0: And bro if that wasn't offensive enough We're going to shut it down It's only been 30 minutes If that wasn't offensive (laughs) enough for you in 30 (laughs) minutes (laughs) If that doesn't give you some, something to get some Selective outrage against I don't know what to do for you I can't help you this week One in trouble, the in between yeah. e- Episode, the peanut butter And jelly episode Or the I'm not sure if we are Supposed to like white people or not Or if we do Don't poll me on it And everything, I, I don't know right. Who's to say that these people that they poll Were even black people you call them, you call up somebody, what is your, they ask you, what, what are you? I'm black. Right. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude. Right. Dude, like, who cares? Listen, we just Dude. need to focus on things that we all like basketball, baseball, <laughs> apple pie, and dirty, dirty porn. America.
1: The dirtier, the better.
0: America. Grant Lancaster, thank Mm -hmm. you for joining me. Grant, the owner of City Wings.
1: Yes, sir. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some.
0: Come down and get you some. Visit Motown on your way up the block and then walk down to the chicken shack and get you some chicken wings. They're Amish wings. Yes, sir. They're Amish wings. Absolutely. Because... So We love white people Exactly You're not, We're not racist when it comes to like Because the Amish are white That's right They don't get any whiter than the Amish In the winter time No sir And they don't make better wings either But uh, hey listen Born in trouble in between Thanks sure, for being sure. with us Peace